my god, it's season fucking five! Record Beer Episode 1. I am one of your hosts, Nick Mahawk. Super excited. I cannot believe it's been this long. I literally am I am I am so so fucking pumped. And I want to introduce my buddies, as always. Season five. We've made it, gents. Daniel DeFranco, say hello. I'm trapped in a well. <laughs> He's alluding to our reading for this uh, oh-so-autumnal episode. Nick Gregorio, say hello. Hi, everybody. Five years. Um, my God. <laughs> I can't really believe that. <laughs> to be, I know it. To be fair, it's only been four years. Right. Well, we're just, we're just the crossing the year. We're is, crossing is, in. Yeah. And that is what we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are starting with... Edgar Allan Poe's, will we say seminal work, The Cask of Amontillado? I mean, it's not The Raven, but it's very well known. It's a top five. Yeah, in the easy. in the popular uh, canon. Right. I would agree. I think it is in the 10th grade like um, curriculum or has been in Philly for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I, definitely, I definitely did it in high school. Yeah. I, did. I think I taught it when I had 10th grade for like a hot second at the beginning of my career. I don't know. And uh, we also will be looking at um, Ghosts. It's Ghost. The name of the band is Ghost. Uh, their 200, two, what, 2015 album. Uh, <laughs> I was literally, <laughs> I was like, you got the date. You'll be fine on the date. It's the pronunciation of the album that's going to throw you. And that's and of course, <laughs> 2015. Fuck, my, fuck yeah. Uh, Meliora. Meliora. So Ghost yes, put out an album, Meliora, in 2015. Uh, this is a Nick cast. And uh, Nick Gregorio, but uh, unfortunately we are st- we are still on that, you know, remoteness. So we uh, we each picked uh, our own our own brews. Um, yes, sir. I uh, I picked Harpoon Brewery. Uh, they um they uh, which call collaborated with Dunkin' Donuts, made a uh, few brews with them. I picked uh, Harpoon and Dunkin' Donuts Pumpkin Brew. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah, they they have a, a jelly donut IPA, a Boston cream ale, and a coffee what? porter. Uh, I'll say the the Boston cream is a little more mellow than I'd like, and the jelly donut is far more intense than I'd like. Are we doing uh, the coffee <laughs> porter? Is a nice nice medium, but the uh, the pumpkin the pumpkin is also a really uh, uh, I hope good one. It's the only one I didn't try yet. So we're doing the uh, now that we're in season five, we're doing the cast backwards, right? It's going beer record book now. Is that why you're telling us about all these? <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying what we're looking at. I do that every time. <laughs> what a Even douche! The, the overview. What do you mean? Turn, the overview. Baby. Turning the overview. Turning the dickishness up. Yeah, he's just to five. <laughs> God damn, my nipples hurt. Uh, oh God, Gregorio, what what are you gonna be drinking on this one? I have a um, a Free Will Brewing Company uh, seasonal called Scarecrow. Ooh. It is a uh, autumn spiced ale with vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice. Oh, it that is, sounds fantastic. It is something else, and it's my last can of it. And I am excited. It's a, That's interesting. They went can. What's even more impressive is that he's drinking that while he's got Nishamini Creek's dick in his mouth still. 
Daniel's on. He's on Jesus today. I wasn't. I think he was sick for the last cast, and and now he's just he's really turning uh, turning the the knobs on us. I've got uh, Daniel. What do you what do you got there? You just got your got your fucking artisanal tea uh, espresso. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and for the beer segment, I'll be drinking Great Lakes Nosferatu. Oh, Ooh, nice. Hey, you know what? High fives, guys. Season season five, and we came pretty correct. But I, Mayan's the worst, and I thought it was going to be pretty cool. But <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, let's, let's jump in. Um, Daniel, I am, of course, going to pivot uh, to you. I know you have... Certainly some things that you want to tell our dear listeners out there about your um, beloved. And uh, I, I know that the last time we did Pope, quite a bit of background, yeah. so I'm not sure how much we want to give about that, but None. you go for it, man. You go. All right. So I guess also season five, we're uh, issuing the introductions. Oh, my God. I can't believe Isn't that twice in a row? <laughs> twice. Three, know. but nobody's counting. <laughs> Twice in a row that I've done that. Okay, so and he's really go. turning the screws here. He, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Did you see me just like keeping us on task, at, grasping at words, <laughs> and it's turning the screws? That's the thing. Oh my god, what an idiot. Um, okay, so if I were to introduce um, these fellas, okay, as uh, you know, given our cast as autumnal standbys, this is mm. this is what I'm looking at. Autumnal standby. So things that make you think of the autumnal season that are hallmarks of the autumnal season. Okay. I like it. This is uh, this is this is mine. Uh, Nick, you would be a uh, gigantic uh, barrel wearing ones, uh, bobbing for apples. So you're the bobbing for apples. You're bobbing for apples is what you are. One because I don't think you would ever participate in that. No, in a gross. million years. I mean, just the <laughs> the exchange of fluids there is is Jesus. immense. Um, but Ugh. it's 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 just such a I don't know for some reason like seems like a a wholesome nostalgic activity um, that I bet if there was like you know at Epcot a bobbing for apple stand you didn't you 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 do it then. You'd, you'd jump in. You'd be into I don't it. know. I probably not in the time of Captain Trips, but you know. That's true. That's true. Definitely not in the time of Captain Trips. Um, and Daniel, uh, you, my friend, are undoubtedly a. Um, you are a scarecrow, and the reason being is uh, because <laughs> they're is oh the thing that actually does scare the shit out of you, and I feel like you. Just like embody that fully like you would be the thing that is kind of unassuming. And then all of a sudden it's it's right there. And and you've you've shit your pants. And uh, the scarecrow always seems to be coyly laughing, uh, which I think also <laughs> is a part of you as well. So, uh, yeah, those are those are the way I would introduce these. these gents. So I like it more of like a, a dick crow is what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, my God. Dick crow. God, I mean, what? I, they're meant to be dicks to crows. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, come on. Could you imagine just a, walking through a cornfield and be like, nice shoes, asshole? <laughs> I mean, oh my God. he's not wrong. If we have the time. That's how I def- when I was bartending, that was kind of what I did. 
like people walk in and just my <laughs> demeanor would scare the customers yeah. away. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> I was so glad to have known you previous to knowing you as a bartender and to, to be like, that's my buddy. Um, before going in there, because I, I felt like I just would have been skewered. Skewered. I think it would have been okay. Thank so uh, I, I guarantee that if the only way to get into Disney was to bob for apples, Gregorio would. <laughs> you do it in a second. Yeah. <laughs> he, you have to deposit the apple from your mouth into like, like a Where's the barrel? Fill that bitch up. Start, he'd start doing his belt like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> He'd have like eight bracelets to like scan in first, just to ensure that no, uh, no. And I would dive into that barrel. Uh, Nick Mahalik, if I were to introduce yes. you as a autumnal standby, I'm going with a, go with a bag of candy corn, my friend. Oh, you bastard! You <laughs> candy corn's the worst. I know. It's the absolute. And worst. here's <laughs> <laughs> just the screws have been turned. And here's the and here's the reason, because no one likes you. <laughs> except except the people that really do oh and they love you i like what you did there and they love you yeah well yeah. that makes sense but it's, like I'm, wow I'm, i wish it wasn't wholly accurate but it's it's there a thousand percent <laughs> i'm reminded of it daily <laughs> there was a there was a thing somebody put up of like you know that you can get your ashes melted into a vinyl record and somebody yeah. put get uh it's a small world after all be the song on the record That's and i wrote uh i'm gonna, i'm going to put one of my own songs on the record so nobody fucking cares <laughs> 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 all right be fitting let's jump yep, in i've got some uh, yes. i got some poe things for you so as mm. i mean i don't need to introduce Edgar Allan poe to i am assuming if you're listening to this cast you are somewhat familiar with literature. Well, let's not make, let's not make, oh, with literature, of course, but, you know, it's funny, man. I, I don't know about you guys. I think this is actually a valid point. Um, I'm dealing with uh, my ninth grade especially, um, but even my 12th grade this year, uh, the authors that they don't know, the things that are getting taken out of the curriculum mm -hmm. and canon and by teachers who are, you know, replacing them with more modern uh, pieces and, and whatnot. So, well, I think Poe is the popular figure is pretty uh, ubiquitous, you know, gloomy guy. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Died no. when he was 40. Everyone he loved died. I mean, that is sort of the image in the public's consciousness. That's mm -hmm. football team named after a poem of his. Yeah. That's that's the one that sells that image. So people know Poe. So, um, so here's I'll start with a fun fact. Um, All right. Allan Poe. When you look at him, gloomy and mustachioed. That's what you think of. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a mustache until he moved to New York for those last uh, six years of his life. No shit. Was uh was that the haunted daguerreotype that we're all familiar with? I, think, I believe so. Yes. Yes. No kidding. Um, when he lived in Philadelphia, no mustache. Which uh, here's here's an, I can't even imagine it. Here's a fun story because the dude was a little bit fucked up, or or maybe entirely correct. We're not sure. <laughs> he was in uh, he was in Philadelphia in the summer of 1849, a few months before he died. He decided to hide out in Philadelphia because he thought a couple of people are out to get him to kill him. So nice. he hid out in Philadelphia, and he shaved his mustache to go in disguise. 
funny thing is, when he lived in Philadelphia, he never had a mustache. So <laughs> <laughs> it would have done him better to keep the mustache. You'll never know. <laughs> oh, fuck. They didn't already. Uh, Damn it. Okay. <laughs> so let's just, we're talking about the cask of Amontillado. So let's just give it a little bit of history on that. There's strong Philly ties to this one. Um, oh, nice. I didn't realize. So that. he didn't write this while he was living in Philadelphia. He was living in Philadelphia from 1838 to 1844. And then he moved to New York. And that's where he stayed until, uh, that was his official residence until he died. He was on his way to mm. move to Richmond, Virginia. Um, that's why he was traveling, and he never quite made that final return. Um, so he moved to New York. He wrote Cask of Amontillado. It got published in November in 1846. Where did it get published? In Philadelphia's very own, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Godey's Ladies Book, which at the time was the biggest magazine of the day. It had a circulation oh, of like 150,000, which is incredible considering yeah. America only had, you know, 300,000 people at the time. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. That's like three times the size of Philadelphia at the time. Yeah. So what's even more significant about Godey's ladies book is that the editor, uh, Sarah Hale, um, she's buried in Laurel Hill Cemetery, which is oh, right in our neighborhood. You can go and see her grave. Um, I have. What's even more significant about Sarah Hale is that um, well, A, she was a woman in charge of a magazine, which is incredible. She was the editor. The largest circulating yes, magazine at the time. Exactly, for f over 40 years. She Fuck. wrote, let me get, let me do a little Wikipedia, because I think just reading that first paragraph says it all, brother. It says it all. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah uh, Josepha Buell Hale was an American writer, activist, and influential editor. She was the author of the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Hale famously campaigned for the creation of the American holiday known as Thanksgiving and for the completion of the Bunker Hill Monument. So she was an all-around supportive gal, just holy moly, an advocate for the arts and all good things. Wow. So, um, oh, that's terrific. And really what's also more significant is the Cask of Amontillado was first published in 1846 in November. Um, and I'm assuming largely due to the success of The Raven, which was published in 1845 in January. Not in this magazine. That was published somewhere else. Um, for almost Yeah, Raven was huge. Yeah. Yeah, that really put Poe right on the map. Um, from 1845 throughout the end of 1846, Poe, every month, in some way, contributed to Godey's ladies book in Philadelphia, that, that one. So, Whoa. and I, I wonder if he knew her when he was living here, he was contributing, but they weren't, um, he wasn't really getting published in that magazine when he was living here, but I'm wondering if their paths crossed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, just, I mean, we're in 2020 and it feels like, uh, just the literary world is so small now. You know, mm -hmm. and, and one wonders, you know, if, and, you know, you just hear all these stories about him and sort of uh, vendettas that he had mm -hmm. against some some writers and these these different like wild things. Or it seems like everybody did kind of know everybody because he was certainly a figure, even though if he wasn't at the time a well-respected one. You know, yeah, you know what I the more I do reading about him, I, I'm not, you know, close to being a scholar or an academic on the man, but 
he was he was a big name in his day. People like again the image of him being was it res- like respect in like this guy knows what he's talking about, but we don't like what he's writing because he. I mean, I, I, he wouldn't have died penniless, right? If if people were actually buying his stuff. Yeah, he was poor. He didn't really ever make a ton of money. Um, so yeah, people knew his name. He was if he wrote a good review of your work, that meant a lot because he, yeah. So I, th- I think that was the thing. They were like, he knows literature. He just can't write. Yeah. Was people's, you know, estimation of him, which was obviously wrong, but yeah, well, you know, he was more of a critic, his critical writings far out number, his, uh, literary endeavors. Cause that was his job. You know, he was writing reviews yeah. and articles on, you know, art of the day. So literature of the day. Yeah, absolutely. But I can say, uh, I believe we've talked about this before. Um, this is, uh, you know, is, I'm holding a tome and it's his collective works. And it's, you know, well over, not well over, but it's over a thousand pages. Yeah, that's, and I mean, it says his collected works, but there is no way that's, you know, that's his collected tales and poems, right? Even though it says collected right. works. Yeah, so it's not his uh, critical writings at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, and also to be fair, that doesn't say the complete works, right? That that'd be volumes. Correct. Yeah, this is the collected tales and poems. So these are the yeah. worthwhile ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah I right. feel like. Well, let's yeah. get into the story. I feel like that's a good intro to the story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well done. I, I always wonder about this story. Um, you know, if, if there isn't a, a specific literary uh, contemporary in mind when we're when we're talking about this if 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 wine isn't something uh something else entirely you know what do you mean so uh as a brief overview here you know we're introduced um to our our, our speaker who is uh you know letting the reader know that this man fortunato has has given him so many insults and now he's he's just finally fucking had it um but he's going <laughs> to cool and then he's going to uh, exact his revenge, right? That's a good overview of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get that in the first paragraph, right? Um, and so my thing is he always had such contentious relationships uh, throughout his life with other writers. I, I, I wonder if when they're talking about the thing that he, he sort of recognizes uh, as, as being worthwhile with, with Fortunato is that the dude uh, actually knew what he was talking about in terms of uh, wine, right? So that he mm. he did have respect for him, and Fortunato uh, likewise respected our speaker because he too knew what he was talking about when it came to a wine. These other things, he was just like he was just like all the other Italians, thinking that he knew, but he really <laughs> didn't. But when it came to wine, he actually he actually was on point. It's kind of um. So oh, I'm what's that? oh I'm oh uh, I I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thinking was when I was first reading this and I was wondering if, if you guys might have thought the same is is like um, you know when you when you take a step back and you think about Poe and, and and the kind of duty was I do wonder if this is like a pointed sort of really targeted uh, story at somebody that um, you know he's, he's thrown some darts at that that they, they're like contemporaries in a lot of ways they have a mutual respect but the dude did him wrong one one final time and now he's like you know what coming for you yeah so what's what's really interesting about this tale um a couple of things let's get the wine part out of the way um amontillado is so this is about a wine connoisseur 
Yes. Asking for the help of another wine connoisseur. Uh, yes, yeah. that's the ploy. That's the ploy. Yeah. He uses to exact his revenge is that he's come across this very sought after, very rare a pipe cask. A pipe. <laughs> what is that? Like three bottles or something like that? It's like it's a you know, it's an amount. It's an amount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a volume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's volume to it and weight. There's matter. some. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Amontillado is wrongly identified as being like rare. It's good, but it's not. Oh. But it's not rare. Um, well, yeah, if you read the story, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, and also he says it's Italian. It's not. It's a Spanish. It's a Spanish wine. So. No shit. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Fun fact. And and then. Um, to your point about this idea of a quarrel, what's, what's what struck me more this time reading the tale because I'm you know I'm in October in my creative writing class. I've been reading a lot of Poe, doing all doing all the nutty Poe things that I do. Um, October, <laughs> uh, that was delightful and unfortunate. <laughs> Got no voice left. Yeah, uh, where was I? Um, Poe was actually in a quarrel with somebody. I don't know who it was. At the time this was written, it was like a well-known quarrel he was in with somebody. So um, it might be that this was Poe's, (laughs) I'll show show him. I'll write a a tale of revenge. Because the beginning of the story, we... This isn't like your traditional Telltale Heart or the Black Cat where the guy's like, ah, surely you must think I'm mad, but watch how keenly observe, you know, I how I am smarter than how you think I am. Yeah, this guy's yeah, just yeah. like, this dude was a dick to me. And then he took it a step <laughs> too far. And we never really learn what, what the offense was. was. There's, this, there's, this, there, there's two sentences that I can never quite make heads or tails of where it's like something about, oh, when someone is redressed, the undresser should be the something, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not really sure what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I've always wondered, like, what the fuck the guy did to get to get our speaker that pissed off. Like, what did you do, man? So maybe, um, maybe he is. I mean, obviously, if someone's going to bury somebody, wall them, entomb them in the family catacombs, You've you've yeah. got something something's a uh, screw is loose, yeah. But, <laughs> All right. But he's yeah. But he's not. Uh, he's as methodical as all of the other self. Uh, I guess admitted, you know, loonies. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's interesting. This does stand out in that way from Poe's other writing, in that typically it's not that he's oversharing in terms of like the the info that he gives you, but you have. Uh, I think like linear sort of track of like this happened, this happened, this is why. Um, and then you have the cleverness, like the cleverness for, for our speaker here is, is where he's like um, continually trying to get the drunk Fortunato to turn back. Like, yes. dude, you know, and, and so it's your choice to walk yourself to your own death. Exactly. Um, you know, whereas, uh, you know, th- th- I mean, and I think that's characteristic of Poe's writing. You have this clever guy. Um, it's a tight story. Yeah, it is. It is a tight story. Um, I agree. Nick, what you got? Um, I just the 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 revenge that is taking place in this story I have found captivating for the majority of my life because this dude 
is luring a guy who's drunk as shit. Oh yeah, and sick. Down and sick, and he's super like super sick. I need you. To, listen, you're coughing. I don't want to take you down to this damp ass basement where I'm gonna brick you behind a fucking wall. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> the medoc. But Give me I, more medoc. Yeah. But I also love like um like I love this story now as much as I did when I read it in high school, and I love teaching it because there's just so much. So much that like the family crest with the snake getting stepped on and rearing back and biting at the heel and like having that the very crux of this guy's motivation is just that my family does this. I'm going to do it, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would not like trust somebody whose family's crest is I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah, right. The, the crest like is like a me. vengeful snake. What, <laughs> no, you. no. But what does what does it what does the crest exactly mean? I, I have that somewhere. Uh, no one insults me with impunity. Yes. <laughs> yes. In Latin, but like, come on. And like, that's like a, I also love how it's a guy that's a dick. <laughs> I also love that. I mean, clearly Fortunato's dressed in in like a court jester or a clown. Yeah, he's like a clown. And, and the the bell imagery is so heavy that you could say maybe even heavy handed, but it's just so it's so fun that this this guy lures a fool dressed as a fool <laughs> and then murders him like that. It's such a the, I mean, that's the thing that I think keeps the world's attention is is the the way in which he exacts his revenge. Like, yeah, you know, it's just it's very clever. But then that he has uh prepared it in such a way and it's so fucking macabre um <laughs> that you just like it just drips but you you're cool with it even now you know what i mean like oh, yeah. uh, that's the cool that that's the thing for me um that that stuck and also i wanted to point out that i i must have like glazed over a few times um this reference to the Masons, you know, we have the, the, he's not a part. And so it feels like, again, I couldn't help but relate it to like the literary community where like the Freemasons is that elite Mm -hmm. of the literary community. And even though Poe knows his shit, let's say he's the speaker, right? He knows his shit. He knows his wine. He's respected. Everybody knows he knows his fucking wine, but he doesn't know the secret handshake Mm -hmm. or whatever obscene gesture Fortunato does to 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 signify the brotherhood of the Masons, and then Fortunato is is of course you know moments before his own death, mocking his uh, murderer that's, for not being in the brotherhood. That's a great that's a great thing to pick up on, yeah, it's excellent. and it actually leads us into probably one of the funniest things Poe ever wrote, where he's like, "Do you know the handshake?" And he's, "No, but." I've got this. Sh- I've got this trowel with me, which is like, <laughs> yeah, that is great, great. I have, I have, yeah, right here, which happens to be coincidentally, uh, you know, of the one trade. of the symbols, one of the symbols of the Masons. Yep. Yeah, yep. oh, it's amazing. It's but great. I mean, uh, you know, not to stereotype, but doesn't what Italian doesn't have a trowel? I mean, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, so uh that that um I mean that is for me the 
the thing that I, I I I don't know why I glazed over it before, but that was my my revelation for this reading of it yeah. was uh, was the Mason connection there. And um, what do we well, think it's like of the, uh, it's so that that cultural gatekeeping is just yeah. it, it's prominent to this day, and it even in like things as dumb as Star Wars. Like you'll you would definitely find a guy who would be willing to brick somebody up in their basement over a Star Wars argument. Yeah. For not knowing <laughs> just as much as he knows. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've always struggled um and really been been very 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 incensed by that in every realm. If it seems like everything that I like um that exists in in like really really a, a very prominent way. Fucking education, man. There's a whole secret language mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, higher ed that you don't really have access to unless you're a part of it. Um, and it's really fucking frustrating uh, yeah. to th- that, that you have literally an exclusionary language. Um, it seems like something that would exist in the fucking 1600s and, and it still is around. Um, you're right. And it's it's all over the place. Yep. Um, I guess another thing at play in this story is this um it's not the first time he did it uh where it's a rich person that dies so right um so it's a little bit of a pivot here but um you know i i guess just to kind of set the tone of this discussion i think everybody knows the story and if they don't well we we kind of spoiled it already (laughs) um right so let's let's maybe try (laughs) to pick up on a couple of the things that you know, from the fiftieth to a hundredth reading that maybe we've we've had, yeah. Um, this yeah, he's killing a rich person like he does in the Telltale Heart, uh, mm-hmm. revenge in Hot Frog. You know, and I'm wondering if that is also part of the attraction of the story and why. I I could say at least for me, I never once feel bad for Fortunato. I'm not like, dude, don't go. No, he's a dick. Yeah, and and I don't I don't he's elitist. I don't sympathize with Montresor. But I'm also like, I don't know, man. That's 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 <laughs> your thing, man. You know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> you do you, brother. I don't. Yeah. Hey, you do. <laughs> I don't want to. Hey, it's gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to get involved. Oh, hey, okay. Oh, hey, it's gonna be a whole thing. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not putting my trowel in that. If you know what I yeah. mean. Hey, hey. You're gonna do what? <laughs> Listen, man. I'm not. Hey. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you know what uh, about that um, that uh, always sticks to me is is uh, they're dumb. They don't think anything can happen to yeah. them, so they're easily not necessarily easily, but they're 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 outsmarted pretty pretty easily because the resources that they have to pre- prevent their death uh, doesn't save them from that kind exactly. of situation. So uh, you know, so he's able to subvert that um, pretty easily um, because they because they don't think anything can happen to them. You know, yeah. And I, I guess the flip side of that is that the tie back into this idea of Poe feuding with somebody at the time and then the larger metaphor of, you know, the gatekeepers, the aristocracy, which could be, yeah. you know, Longfellow or these other people that Poe truly believed uh, he was better than. And frankly, Poe was on record saying that, you know, a hundred years from now or whatever date, X date, mm-hmm. no one's going to know Longfellow, but you will know Poe. And I, yep, and I, I I was actually gonna say that because uh, you brought that up last time. Okay, and that is that is yeah. the absolute truth. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I yeah, but I if think you're it wrong get about every saying time. like that, like if you're wrong, like man, <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. Yeah, yeah, 
What a gigantic douche. Yeah, you'll never know your uh, <laughs> your douchedom, though. So what does it matter? In a douchedom by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think of? Uh, so of course we have uh, one part of the getting there is uh, to make Fortunato jealous uh, of this other dude who's who's perhaps a minor um, wine connoisseur uh, out of the out of the group. Do we do we think that that dude holds any significance or is he just a foil? Oh, I think Lucrezia's a foil. Yeah, yeah. I'm think like because <laughs> it's it's just part of the, the the gag. You know what I mean? And like I think of it as a gag because he's like, hey, you know what? He'll do just fine. You're sick. Don't worry about it. I'll get him. He's like, no, no, that guy's a fucking asshole. I he know can't... way more than he does. <laughs> Sherry. What yeah, a exactly. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And also, what an obnoxious thing to say. <laughs> I mean, that's just like that characterizes Fortunato so well, I think. Oh yeah. Like once you once you read that, that's page two. Um, oh yeah. Once you once you have that little quip from him, you're like, oh what a dick. Yeah. I mean, Fortunato means uh, good fortune or faded. So as soon as he's a dick, and if you pick up on the meaning of his name, it's like, oh, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry, Nick. I, did you have something there? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say something. He'd want no lightsaber from a land speeder, but something <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? That's a good one, man. It's I, exactly I, right. It's exactly right. Um, what about all the potassium nitrate that got so much, that got so much page time. And that was another thing like the fucking Freemasons that I didn't notice before. And you know, when you're in a basement as I've been every day since August, um, there, there I, my basement is a stone basement, right? Uh, as, as much hundred year old, many hundred year old houses are. And um, so we have some of that sodium nitrate in various areas where I haven't sealed the wall completely. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, like, what, why, other than to like really enhance the, the, the damp sort of like the, the, you know, to enhance setting beyond that, wh why all the, the mentions? And I didn't know if there was, if we, if we read into that a bit, because that's the one beautiful thing about Poe. You can take these six pages and look at, we're still getting things out of it you know what i mean that we may not have uh noticed before but that was the other thing that caught me where i was like shit i don't know why i didn't notice that before probably because the previous times i've read it i i didn't where know. does he exactly mm -hmm. say potassium nitrate that uh, he calls it um uh where is it now it's when they're walking through and the coughing starts to get more and more intense yeah and he's like look at all of the blank on the on the walls um and the, it's potassium nitrate is what it but is. But observe the white web work, which yeah. gleams from these cavern walls. And he says nitre, <clears throat> nitre, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, nitre, yeah. he asked yep. at length. Nitre, I replied. How long have you had that cough? <laughs> <laughs> and then he coughs for like 18. That's the other funny thing. Like, you couldn't do that now. You'd, it'd be he coughed. He coughed excessively. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, uh, the... the <laughs> The spelling out the cough. It's a, the actual. It's not how coughs sound. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally. It was like it was like he was punching him in the stomach rapidly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he he was just rocking him. Um, but that's that's what it is. That 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 white webbing of nitre is uh, potassium nitrate, which I think is actually like combustible or flammable or something. Uh, maybe it's just a <clears throat> um, 
foreshadow or draw attention to the uh, dangerousness or the uh, yeah, just like a simple metaphor yeah. of the building of the danger. Yeah, uh, because it is it is fucking dangerous. Like you can't have an open flame near that shit. Mm-mm. Right, like that's near your your boiler or whatever. Um, your your bone is seared. Like the overlook. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> that's interesting. Speaking of King, right? The Poe is one of yeah. King's greatest. Uh, yes, sir. Can yes, I sir. can I uh, shift gears and bring something else up? That's of oh, of, please do of note. Um, the flabble. So I've I've got I've got a lot of notes here. So maybe we'll, oh, no, maybe shit. we'll get them. Maybe we won't. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this is the thing that <clears throat> I noticed a few years ago when I when I started really like teaching this a bit more. Uh, it's in the opening. You who know the nature of my soul. Who the mm. who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> hmm. I thought it was a prayer. Ah, interesting. A mm. prayer to who? I thought it was a well. God, dude. Oh, so oh, so okay. He's Italian, man. He's fucking in church kneeling, yeah. baby. So it goes blah 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 blah. The thousand of in- look. <laughs> 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 fucking bullshit, fuck it. Yeah. The thousand injuries of Fortunato I had borne as best I could, but when that motherfucker ventured upon insult, I <laughs> vowed revenge. <laughs> and then here's here's the line. Best reading ever. <laughs> You, who so well know the nature of my soul, will not suppose, however, that I gave utterance to a threat. That's not a confession to a god. I don't know, man. I always thought it was, it was, it was, he's, I always read this and, and, you know, this is, this is me. I always read it as moments after he's walled him up. Mm -hmm. This is the story. This is when we get the story is, is moments after he's, he's, he's walled him up and he's, and he's talking to himself or talking to his God or whatever. And, and he's justifying what just happened. Right. You know, and running through like, if you're that dumb to get fucking walled up and you're already, <laughs> you, you messed up by messing with a dude whose family crest is quite obviously revenge, you know, all this stuff, then, then, then you deserve it. Right. Doesn't he deserve it? He does deserve it. He deserves it. Right. Yeah. He deserves it. Right. That, I, I mean, <laughs> That's the way I've always I've always kind of like uh, done it, but you know now you're making me question myself. Yeah, so um, this is not an original thought of mine, but it's a reading that I was uh, that I it's a reading of it that I now wholly subscribe to. Is um, interpretation of it, if you will, is that Fortunato or forgive me, Montresor? This is years later. Oh, okay. And he's telling a family member perhaps a son because of this idea of he's very proud of his family the crest and they're talking about bones and um you know montresor he's gotta he's gotta let somebody know right yeah that kind of like cleverness you you never really keep to yourself right that's like i mean perfect murder shit yeah and yeah i agree i don't think he would keep it to to himself so i don't feel like it's a confession to a god so much as it's uh to somebody that needs to know down the road yeah yeah like like his son got fucked with by somebody he's like hey son this is what i did just (laughs) yeah just so you know what you can do (laughs) (laughs) 
Listen, you got they, a big old catacombs downstairs. You can go brick another motherfucker up down there if you want. Okay. You come from a long line of vengeance, and, baby. And here's here's the reason um, that I'm also uh, backing that up. Uh, I play it. This is the end of the story. I plastered up against the new masonry. I re-erected the old rampart of bones, and we could easily overlook this last line. For the half of a century, no mortal has disturbed them. This is 50 years later. He's telling the story. I thought it was the other way. I thought no one had disturbed the bones until he had to prepare. No, I erected the old rampart of bones. Oh, I get it. Huh. I read it the other way. No, I'm going with that he put them up and that they have not been touched in 50 years. And then I, I took, hey, it works, man. And it, it absolutely like it. makes in sense. Yeah. Requiescent. <laughs> it makes sense. And, um, and that's you know. why, kids, reading is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because that's my that's like literally my only argument. I'm like, look at what we just were able to do. Fucking look at what we did. We just pulled it. You had this idea. You had this idea. You're both right. Fucking great. Look at that. They're like, <laughs> would you look at it? Class was over. Ago. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Malik. Jesus. Can I hang this Zoom call up, please? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I make a weird connection? Yeah. Yes. Can I make a strange one? So I was reading um, the graphic adaptation of Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Neat. whilst uh preparing for this this week um and there is the dude paul lazaro who is the the little guy who's who's set on revenge right he's like he's a dude who kills a dog in the story if you remember that um he he like uh, uh fills a, a stake with like bits of blade and glass and springs and shit and kills a dog because the dog fucked with him he's like literally nobody fucks with me that's what happens when you fuck with me, right? Um, so the funny thing about that was was he has this like Italian-sounding last name, and I couldn't help but start drawing these like comparisons uh, between, you know, our, uh, our, our narrator and this, this dude from Slaughterhouse. And I'm like, because the dude, Lazaro, is, and he takes great pains. He goes, um, the greatest thing in life is revenge. The, there's, there's no better thing in life than revenge. And I don't know. I wanted to talk about vengeance just as, a, as, as an abstract idea, as a concept, um, because it seems like it's actually like a very human and very sort of like it's like almost our undoing mm-hmm. is this idea of eye for an eye, sort of like vengeance uh, uh, mindset. So and you said eye for an eye. Often vengeance is not uh, an equal trade, is it? Right, because it's 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 um uh sometimes like we're saying we're we're talking about murder, whereas Fortunato might have just like not given him the time of day once. Yeah, right. So so right. It, it's the perception of the the abused, you, you know, chooses the degree of yeah, it. He insulted him. Right. And so you're fucking dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> was like, um, do we think Poe's uh, uh, critical of vengeance here 
Are we meant to see? Um, and Daniel, you've been saying his name this entire time. I actually didn't like approach it. How are you saying his name? Who's our, our narrator, our speaker? Mon- Montresor. Montresor. Yeah. Yeah, I was not saying that in my head. Um, are, are we thinking that we're meant to look at Montresor in the same way that Vonnegut wants us to look at Lazaro in Slaughterhouse Five, or is this like actually indicative of? pose perhaps prejudices towards the italians like you know not that he's necessarily commenting on like mafia type stuff but he doesn't seem to i mean he's got prejudices here the 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 italians don't look too great in this um but do we think that it maybe is just like he actually feels this way knowing who poe is i haven't put a finger on it right so i don't know if it's just like indicative of uh you know this is what poe thinks about italians uh is critiquing or being critical of vengeance as a, as a concept, or is it that um, Poe actually is, he's behind Montresor. He's like, yeah, this is, this is my dude. I think it could be a matter of, you know, you exercise uh, a demon or two when you create. You know what I mean? You're imbuing mm. a piece yeah. of work with feeling, with emotion. Um, that With a flaw. Mo- yeah, and more than likely, you're not going to do those things yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like, how cathartic would it have been for Poe to just write a fucking story about a guy he hates <laughs> because he knows he can't actually lure him into a catacomb and brick him behind a wall? And it's almost better for him, perhaps more satisfying, if he writes a dope ass story that's like really. Uh, celebrated let's say like this is um to rub it in this dude's face especially if he's a literary contemporary right yeah right yeah so i, I guess yeah exercise them demons people <laughs> exercise them so uh Mon- montresor was um a figure i don't i don't have all the the data here it's just a, a thing that i just kind of was skimming across last night montresor was actually a real figure in poe's life it was a real coat of arms that he knew from somewhere um, oh shit! And mm. also, at the time, it was the fashion of the day to tie an onion to your to belt. To carry a trout. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> here, I'll just read this because it'd be easier instead of me fucking it up. Poe's tale is related to innumerable articles. Wait, did you write this in the past, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Poe's tale is related to a number of articles in Amer- <laughs> in American magazines of the period about the scandalous goings-on of continental nobility. So I guess continental Ooh. nobility, they were up to some shit in the uh, mid-1800s. I don't and we just, we just all, couldn't get enough of it. I don't doubt that shit at all, man. There's still photos on fucking Instagram and shit of like princes and princesses from the from the fifties mm-hmm. uh, 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 drinking uh, and 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 smoking. Blood. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like and when no, they're kids, right. when they're like children, I I bet you've seen that photo and it's apparently contrived. But like, yeah, there's also there's this fascination with the elite um, that frankly I've just never understood. I I don't. Really yeah, I don't fucking get, that get shit. it. I really don't fucking get it. Like whenever there's a fucking royal baby, I just want to put my head through glass. <laughs> but I right like that. I mean, that doesn't even register on my whole. No, but it's like thing, who you know fucking I mean? like, cares? Stop this. Stop this. 
Please. I, I mean, I'm interested in in the architecture and 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 fucking frankly the societal aspects of what extreme wealth does. But like beyond that, it's it's like I I don't I don't I really don't uh, I don't fucking get it. And that's why I I actually do really man I do really 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 like this story. Yeah, it's a good it's a yeah. good fuck you. Yeah. Here's one of my um. <laughs> I don't know if that was a carryover from our previous spat or if that was just <laughs> uh, that's a general comment. That's a general comment. Moving, just moving on. <laughs> moving, all right, moving along. Moving, along. moving on. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to first things. Here's here's more of a literary thing, and then I want to pick out my favorite scene from this. So um, there's a literary uh, genre called Philadelphia Gothic, which has been largely mm-hmm. forgotten. Um, Poe, when he moved to Philadelphia in 1838, he was one of the, he, I wouldn't say he helped define it, but he definitely was like, Ooh, this is the good shit. Um, Mm. and he, his tales moved away from like his earlier tales of, uh, European revenge and, and fantastical things off the continent. They started focusing more on. Uh, looking inward, Telltale Heart, Black Cat just named the the heavy hitters, um, the Raven. Sure. Um, God. Yeah, th- there were these lurid kind of crime, uh, exploring the uh, psyche of man. That the kind of really what what's what darkness lurks beneath, and that was a genre. Yeah, actual fear. Yeah, actual exactly. Fear. And that genre was Philadelphia Gothic. So even though Poe had moved to New York. And that he set this one during some Italian festival. It's still, it's still in that spirit of Philadelphia Gothic, which which I think is really cool. When we like Poe, the yeah, things man. that we like about Poe, we're talking about Philadelphia Gothic, which is just a, Dude, just another. He's ours. He's Philadelphia's. Hang in the hat. He ha- is, man. And you know what? It's funny because I saw something the other day, and it was just like this real, just whatever. Uh, thing probably on uh, it was definitely on social media somewhere I forget which one but um it was uh ghetto until it's been stolen because it hasn't been stolen yet mm-hmm. right it's called ghetto until it's been stolen right. um and and repairs and that's that dude that's that's totally it's so funny we saw it with like Miley Cyrus right she lived in Philly for however long and then she had all this fucking ch- change of personality and all this stuff then she sold it and then. You know, she made her buck, and and Philly saw nothing. I, I mean, it's it, dude. It, it's it's really interesting to see to look back. I mean, you look at music that came through Philadelphia. You look at literature that came through Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There's all these things, and you see these like seeds, these origins. It's almost like uh, fucking Lords of Dogtown, and the dude yeah. who was the seed just gets no, no fucking. We love. are the perpetual underdog. <laughs> you know, Poe was like probably the original <laughs> Philadelphia underdog. You know what? We're talking about Philly shit. <laughs> just like. I'm just going to read the opening line in my best Philly accent because I keep hearing it in my head. Let's do it. Do it. (laughs) The thousand injuries of Fortunato I had borne as best I could. (laughs) But when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge, bro. (laughs) That was pretty good. That was like, that was like a great, like Philly meshed with like a Delco 
Yeah, Delco too. Yeah, that, that was like, like I just you keep went from North like, Poe just being like, "Yo, check out this John I got in this new magazine, bro." <laughs> that was like you you went from from like like Northeast uh, just just pulled across Philadelphia into Delco and made a whole accent out of the whole shit. Yeah, that's amazing though. I actually I haven't heard. I had I I had no idea that there was a a, a thing F- called Philadelphia Gothic. F- Philadelphia Gothic. The guy that was the um, that's great. I guess the biggest name of the day writing in that genre. His name was George Lepard, and he was actually a good friend of Poe's. He wrote very nice things about Poe after he died, um, and he he died not actually long after Poe. Um, you know, within a few years, he was actually a much younger man than Poe. Believe it or not, he died in his early thirties. So this this guy George Lepard was um, a young Philadelphian and just writing his fucked up shit, and it, you know. You can visit his grave. It's he's in Philadelphia. Oh shit! So. What's your favorite? What's your favorite scene? Let's, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Wrap this puppy up. What's your favorite? So scene? my favorite scene, and it's one that's often uh, it's not overlooked, but I feel like we could really hang on it a little bit more, is when he's uh, Mon- Montresor is walling Fortunato up, and Montresor is calling for him, and he's not answering. And then he mm. and then he just screams, and he just is like maniacal. It's like I don't know what it is. Some uh, uh, primal. It's something deeper than that, you know. It's yeah. like it's mm. he's coming to terms with the deed he has just done. Not only that, he's exacted revenge, but also he just he just killed him. Yeah. He just murdered a dude. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very I slaughtered a man. <laughs> it's a very it's a very pivotal moment, I think, in the story. And it, it you know, it's a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Nick? Um I I I really love there there's just some really darkly comedic bits in this that I I can't get beyond. Like him. Telling a drunk guy dressed as a clown, you'd be like, "No, no, no, no! Don't worry about it. Don't worry." And this guy's like, "Are you talking to me? I can totally tell you if that's Montiato or not. I can totally do it." It's like, "No, you're coughing." He goes, "You shut up, man!" No, it's just like, it's so funny that this guy is like, he's got this shit-eating grin on his face as this dude is just walking to his own death. Yeah, just wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree. The comedy in this, like, I don't know that it eluded me before, but like, it hit me way harder this time around. Like, just the cleverness and the comedy for sure. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wonderful. Um, for me, there was, there was a couple. Um, I don't know if it's exactly what Daniel was referring to, but that low moaning cry from the depth of the recess. <laughs> yeah. Um, where he's finally. And it goes to kind of Nick's comment too. I, it feels like he's instantly sobered up. He realizes it's not a game, it's not a joke, and just the those moments when reality and that that just 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 sort of like really profound clarity that can hit you, um, especially if you've been fucked up previous to uh, or in the midst of, and then you have that. Um, I felt like he captured that really well as only like a drunk could, 
right? As only somebody who 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 constantly alters their consciousness can do mm-hmm. that. Um, and I thought he he did that really really well um, at the end there. And then and the only other thing that that I um, would have mentioned was the 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 scene with the uh, the the Freemason salute. Yeah, because I thought that was I don't know how I didn't really like zoom in on it before, but I thought that was really fucking awesome. Yeah, it's um, a great he, moment. Yeah, Paul was a funny guy. Um, in, in fact, his first collection where he had all of his um, classmates fund it, it was largely <laughs> funded because he's like Tom Sawyer. and Yeah, because he, he wrote Paul wrote all these funny poems and stories about like the teachers and uh, people when they funded his collection, they were expecting a comedy. A, a bundle of laughs and he's like on oh, oh here's here's tamerlane here's my poem about a conqueror it's like what the <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> you son of a bitch you got us you're again. fucked up edgar you fucked up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a funny guy and i think that um his comedy often gets overlooked because of that fucking picture <laughs> where he's just you know he's and he's a gloomy guy you know he looks gloomy <laughs> gloomy gus the daguerreotype nicely done i like that you bookended it that way Brought it back. Good shit. Excellent. Let's jump into the record. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to um to of course, you know, pronounce this correctly again. This is Ghost. Put out in um oh it's actually is it twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen? I think it was fifteen and they re released it in sixteen. Yeah, I think there's like a deluxe edition or something that there's you can several. Get. Yeah. <laughs> several deluxe editions. <laughs> <laughs> like a few more songs like a side B and shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, 2015, Ghost put out uh, Meliora. And, um, dude, I got to say, this was uh, extraordinarily surprising because you have this artwork that, like, screams not necessarily like Maiden, um, but it definitely is, like, a very uh, purposeful and very, um, I don't want to see a cliche either, but you have the T and ghost as an upside down cross. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on here that like, you know, uh, I think what you call it. Um, Mastodon's album. Uh, now I forget the fucking name. I don't think it was crack the sky, but they had a similar artwork and I was like, Oh, they're going towards mm-hmm. that metal sort of vibe. There's a vibe. There's a thing about like, um, you know, branding yourself in a certain way. And when I read this, I had that stereotype. And then the dude sings, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pardon? I, uh, <laughs> pardon? <laughs> and um, that was really, that was fascinating and, yeah. and awesome for me. So right off the bat, um, I was like, oh, you, you got me because it's just like, it's almost not, it feels like it's on purpose that you have this expectation um, and it's not like we're trying to be this. It's just like this is we're f- this is, you know, how you're going to perceive us. And then check it out, dude. We're yeah. not like, that yeah, they've all. got everything stacked against them on the surface level <laughs> on a surface <laughs> level. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Nick, why would you why did you pick these guys? Um, so this is uh, the, the first record that I had never heard. Um, and just threw onto a show because I think it was uh, fitting for the theme for today. And I'd always heard of Ghost, and like I listened to a lot of metal, and a ton of metal bands fucking hate Ghost because like they're theatrical, they're like they're about pageantry and and the absurdity, calling out the absurdity of the genre itself. They're the flipper um, of metal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. The, 
they I had never listened to it prior and I put it on today uh, I went on a five mile misty really misty and foggy walk outside and it was like it was the perfect fucking fall Dude. Halloween record yeah, I'd ever man. heard in my life um, I don't know if I don't know if I would buy the record, you know what I mean? I don't, I, but I would, I would see a show. My God, because they're they're they just lean so hard into the metal cheese that. Yeah. You can't but they're not help the but, darkness. We need to clarify, right? Like, yeah. Right? They're right. not the their darkness. Their music is right, and their music is is sometimes most triumphant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right, Bill. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's why we need a most triumphant video. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, I um, I'm with you on that 100. percent I, I I totally agree. It was so funny. I like got transfixed in my kitchen today because we have this dogwood tree that today, um, even though the leaves have been turning for quite a few weeks now, was just the day that they were um, uh, uh, dis disengaging enough to just fall right hmm. in a typical autumnal fashion and so i was just i'm making my oatmeal in the morning and i i'm just like just transfixed looking out the window and i was like oh fuck i gotta listen to that album again so i have you know something to say and uh i put it on <laughs> dude at 6 30 in the morning <laughs> listening to ghost looking out the window <laughs> watching a dogwood tree just uh, you know fall and uh I, pfft, amazing that we both had a very kind of like similar yeah. experience yeah. And of course there was a cloud of fog just uh haunting the backyard as well yeah um yeah it was it was it was it was cool very appropriate um yep. very cool very appropriate it was uh <laughs> it was good stuff man it fits so well i loved it oh i'm glad I, I, and like i said like just taking a chance on the the heavy i don't know horror element of the cover of their could have been name. garbage could have been complete garbage oh absolutely it could have and it could I have agree been with you. like I, I some like core shit that... yeah man and i don't know that i'd buy i'm with you i don't know that i'd buy the the album per se but like if you were like dude I, i'm gonna go check them out i gotta yeah. check them out like dude like the, the 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 singer known as uh papa emeritus um dresses as a fucking pope and face paints um, for their performances. Yeah. And their band does not, in the credits, go by their names. They go like uh, like a pack of ghouls or something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I've been I've been seeing them in like the the liner notes of not the liner notes, but the, you know, like the um that wasn't what I was trying to say, but I've been seeing references to them. For years now, yeah, you know, just these yep. creepy dudes who dressed in this in this creepy way, and it always harkened back to me of like some uh, Norwegian metal, like black metal, whatever, yeah. and and that they're just these these fucking weirdos um, that aren't meant to be taken seriously. But dude, I can't get over like when he starts singing and he chooses to sing that way, mm-hmm. which is like so so. Per- yeah, describe his I, voice. Right. So this is the thing that that came to me and it, and it was weird, but it's it's difficult to say. The best way I can do it is I go to or I used to and will once again when I can go to Kung Fu Necktie, which is a very small rock club underneath the L train in Fishtown, Philadelphia. 
it, what is that? 150 person club, maybe, right? Maybe it's a, it's a bar, maybe a hundred people max, right? Yeah. And um, it looks like the belly of a ship, the stage. And I saw a band there. Typically, they get your your indie bands, your guys who are in a van for sure. Mm-hmm. They're at that van status, their their panic years status, if you will, and uh, maybe a little bit below that. And so this uh, this group that I saw once there. Um, uh, they have uh, an album, and this hopefully gives the listener a sense of what I'm talking about. They have an album called Ode Universe of the Dude. Okay? So this band came through <laughs> to Kung Fu Necktie. I went to see them because they were opening up for um, my favorite bands at the time. And I was like, all right. So I saw these guys. They were on tour from... Uh, like Wisconsin or something. And they had an album called Ode to the Inverse of the Dude. And I was like, oh, this is going to be weird. And then I listened to them and they had uh, all very long mustaches. Um, They uh, all were dressed in 70s garb and attire. And they had an album called Ode to the Inverse of the Dude. And they had an opening track to that album, which was... Standing at the door of self-discovery. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Jethro Tull. And when he, he's literally, the first song is Spirit on this album. When he opens his mouth for Spirit, all I heard was standing at the door of self-discovery. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, if this isn't the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard, I cannot help but listen more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's that's my that's my whatever about how how my interaction with him singing was it's it's really it's good metal music not in like a metallica thrash way but uh you know like a though by all accounts it should be right based right on right their, right you know brand you know, like a blind guardian or or even even like a dream theater for that for that matter um mm-hmm. but then the singing is all the best parts of that 70s kind of renaissance Singing, not like a renaissance that happened in the 70s, but when bands from the 70s were singing like they were in the actual renaissance. (laughs) (laughs) Like Genesis and Styx and um, uh, what's the other one? Fuck. Um, I mean, you've said said, said said a very clear precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis and then Styx. Dude, exactly. I am so glad that we were on the exact same page with that. That's exactly... And these dudes were wearing like, I was saying, I, they were wearing like bell bottoms. Drummer was singing. It was like the the whole thing. And then I was like, I had no idea what to expect. And then all I they start with standing at the door of self discovery, and that's exactly <laughs> what goes south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the does. singing does. Right. The singing does exactly. Yeah. But it, it but even it like works. The, the music itself, it does. Yeah. But in the music itself is like. It's a little heavy. It's a little metal sometimes. Yeah. Right. But they're like, they, they use like a really creepy sounding. So, like, you could literally change the theme music from the Haunted Mansion in Disney World and put on this album, yeah. and it would be a seamless transition. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah. It's very cinematic and orchestrated. So it's, it's not, you know, that's why I said it's not like your thrash music, but when they're heavy, right. they've got that really tight, um, a punchy kind of slip. Not, it's not as deep 
as, as dark as Slipknot, but it's it's very punchy. But then they're going to yeah. go full on. I don't know. I guess we've got a couple of lutes, and then yeah. and and then an electric lute, <laughs> and a choir of Gregorian chanters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wait, yeah. wait, is this the Decemberists? <laughs> Dude, it it you know what's funny though that you mentioned Gregorian chant. I I it's like, and the and the fact that he dresses up as a, you know, I have very you know st- strong opinions about the church and this that, and third, but like the the Gregorian chant and it's essentially the mood setting that um like a a, a, a Catholic um ceremony or mass can create. Uh, especially like a midnight mass, right? Like those those types of things are, are, are I think, just like it, it really does. It, it can transport to a, to a fucking cave, you know, <laughs> and, like like early shit, you know, with like the hoods and the chant and yeah. the fucking dripping of from the stalagmites mm-hmm. that that fucking adds to the uh, the uh, atmosphere. It's it's fucking wild, um, yeah. and I feel like they were really heavily influenced by that in some way i just can't tell if they're mocking it um or if they're just like this is just where this is our influences all on our sleeve you know well i did a little research because I, I i was pretty um delightfully surprised like when i when i listened to this and i, I looked up the lead singer and papa emeritus the third so to speak and <laughs> he um he was like a card-carrying Satanist for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, surprised. No, and like I, I can get behind like the like the the card-carrying Satanist because most of those dudes are just like just be kind to each other and stop right. this nonsense. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, this is bullshit. And the, the whole like Satan's thing is is mo- is is designed by design um, to fucking scare people, um, which is really cool. I like that shit. Um, but he's got like two kids. He seems like a huge nerd. And like <laughs> this dude just really loves satanic imagery and dark music and um, is willing to put on a really weird show. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the, I, it feels like I think that's the thing is like as you get older, you just gravitate towards shit that makes you comfortable. The The thing about that is, is like. Yeah, this is probably just like these are the things that I I just like the things that I like, you know, right. and and I fucking want to just like the things that I like and do the things that and this is all the shit that I like. Like I have, like I said, very uh, strong opinions of of Catholicism and the, and the Catholic Church. There's certain things that I'm like, that's a very cool image, and that's a very cool sound, and I like those things. And I, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to stop denying myself like, well, you know, that you have all these other opinions and that they, they don't agree with you liking this. You keep that out of your personal. But, you know, you can just like, I like that one thing. I'm going to hold on to that, that one thing, which is just four bells that you can turn and chime like this, baby. Four bells <laughs> and one little handheld thing. <laughs> like an altar boy. I like. <laughs> shaka, 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 shaka. I like mayhem. I don't like that the lead singer killed himself and then had the guitarist eat his brain right i don't like that part but mayhem is <laughs> Wait, cool. what is that true <laughs> there's a yeah when yeah. was they yeah. killed him he, he killed himself on stage and then they the rest of the band like ate his brain what? um yeah and the guy's still in jail and he's making shitty metal records 
how it's very it's like the archetypal black metal right they're from like Norway yeah. right yeah like straight up like the cliche of black metal they actually burned churches what? this is yeah ex- the most exciting thing you've ever said to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they it's it's fucked up oh, yeah, and I could dude, that was getting... years ago that was like... oh yeah a long time maybe like 20 years uh, yeah that might have been in the late 90s or something wow. no but I remember like like after people heard about that like the metal guys would be like yeah man i'm i'm big into black metal it's really cool but like not like not like mayhem was <laughs> yeah. very important right. very important to yeah. uh make distinct yourself from a <laughs> yeah exactly although i think these guys weren't they pretty young mayhem i believe they were well i think they I were like kind of i young. just did a wikipedia and they uh, were formed in '84, and it seems oh, long time yeah, ago. it seems like dead. That's the name of the guy, Per Ingve Olin. Um, was uh, that happened in '93? Wow, that's a lot oh. longer ago than I thought. I thought it was way later than that. Yeah, so this, so wow. that guy, oh, his suicide was in '91. So he was, um, oh wow, the guy was only 22. Wow! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow! Well, I mean, it sounds like we have run out of things to say. No, <laughs> run out of things to say about. You gotta ghosts. listen to ghosts because we can only say that about them so many times. Like you're you can't gonna, describe it. It's yeah, not you can. like it's it's a it's a it's a thing that you need to experience. I think Standing because like surface level description. Discovery. <laughs> yeah, my um. But like surface level description is like that sounds dumb. <laughs> my. <laughs> And here was my original critique on it. I was going to say, Nick, Gregorio, I didn't know you liked good music. <laughs> <laughs> but then you added yourself that you didn't know what they sounded like. So, No, I didn't. Yeah, so. But I like yeah. it. And I do. You know what? <laughs> hey, Daniel, I want, to take, I want you he to didn't shit on his own my pick. house tonight. I want to show you something in no, my No, I'm basement. not up to 1,000 injuries yet. I'm only at. No, you're getting there. <laughs> Let me know. I, we are we are in season five, Daniel. I mean, there's there's only so. Let many. me know and you when at I'm least close. Insult me hundreds of times during one episode. It's only been seven or eight so far. The interesting Today. thing is we have we have the documentation to your face. We can have somebody go back. Imagine if we ever speaking of nerds. Imagine if there was ever like a a, a book record beer nerd who was like, well, uh, from from season one. Uh, through season five, there was at least at least seventy five to seventy nine really just grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I mean, we've all we, we haven't cleared a hundred yet, but uh, I'll keep you guys abreast. <laughs> I have never heard that, that was voice, and great. it was brilliant. His face too is. I wish we could have that. Oh that my was, god, that was nicely done. Like, oh, did I you. see you even, like, adjust a fake pair of glasses yeah. on yeah. the bridge of your <laughs> he, nose? He turned, into a, he turned into that character. That was really nice. I can't, that I turned was into, incredible. I, wow. was, I, was told, I was told once that I was a, a fine actor and I should pursue it. And then <laughs> my mom said that's expensive. And uh, we didn't do it. <laughs> well, sounds about right. Let's Shall we move forward. Yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, do it. Take right. a break and grab We're some beers. We're going to move into our individual brews. Um, and we're back for this beer, baby. Um, I think the best thing for us to do would uh, be to just like go around, uh, drop some, drop like a hot fact 
on your on your beer and your brewery. I'll start, of course, give you guys a moment because uh, I'm telling us to do it right now in real time. And uh, and then uh, and then we'll get we'll give it like a individual uh, tasty. What do you think about that, guys? Cool. Love it. I had just had some. A, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I, clearly on, I, I, I seen you on board. I saw it. I saw it, man. All right. So I'm going to start. I have Harpoon Breweries uh, Duncan Pumpkin. The ale, uh, it's brewed with pumpkin, with actual pumpkin, right? False spices wow. and a splash of coffee. Um, and, uh, you know, they, 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 uh, they, they are, you know, with Duncan on a few of these deals. So I'm not surprised they, they went to the pumpkin. I'll be perfectly honest. When I was still driving into school, uh, there'd be days, of course, where I'd uh, go to Duncan and, and, and splurge on a, on a brew if I really wanted to uh, just have pure sugar to start my day because <laughs> the, the Duncan pumpkin is, it feels like pure sugar. The beer, um, I secretly know, uh, but hope as well is better and less sweet than um, than the actual brew itself. So this is um, a, a pale malt with some wheat and honey, uh, sort of like grain, uh, you know, uh, flavors. Uh, the hops are simply the Apollo hops. Um, they put in pumpkin puree, so it's not like chunks of pumpkin. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, cinnamon, and some lactose. So in all these Dunkin' mm. ones, it said it's the other ones are brewed with actual donuts. So like the Boston cream one and the nice. jelly filled one are brewed with donuts. But this is just you know they threw in the lactose, I guess, for like the creamy uh, bit of the coffee. Um, I love a good milk sugar in a beer. I'll tell you that, <laughs> dude. You know, uh, and uh, I'm, they're not wrong. The aroma is pumpkin spice and sort of like a, a rusty brown sugary cold brew type thing um but uh let's give it a taste yeah it's really fucking good <laughs> <laughs> it really is it absolutely is like like i said I, I, the jelly donut like you know we're not fucking sponsored by any of these goddamn beers the jelly donut is too heavy on the raspberry like jam flavor it's too sweet the Boston cream is too light on any of that flavor. The Dunkin' Pumpkin's good, man. I, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's good. <laughs> Say what you will. It's damn good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is, up front you get the the spice, then the pumpkin, and then just like a, a touch of lactose and the sweetness at the mm. end with the brown. So it's like brown sugar, lactose, and that that sugary like that sweetness. Um, but it's just that touch at the end. Um, with with this, you you get the spice, then the pumpkin first, and it's 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 yummy, dude. It really is. Nice. Very good. Absolutely. Who wants to go? I'll take Do it. it. Go uh, for it. <clears throat> so I am drinking Scarecrow by Free Will Brewing Company. Free Will is I like um, them. In Percocy, they they're really good. They do. Yeah. They make good beer. Um, and this is brewed with, like I said earlier, um. Vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice. Um, my favorite fall pumpkin beers are happen to be beers that don't have pumpkin in them at all, <laughs> for whatever reason. But the spices make this guy come to life. Like this is a very mildly flavored pumpkin flavored ale, sort of. The spices are very light. You're not getting well, like, that a vanilla mouthful. probably mellows it a little mm -hmm. bit. It does. There's a creaminess to it because of the vanilla. Um, you're not getting punched in the face like taking like a, a big 
chunk of pumpkin pie in your mouth, um, although that is a delicious thing to do. Um, but it is, it's only 5% ABV. It's mm. very light, very drinkable. Um, yeah, this guy's 5'2". Yeah, it's great. Um, but the, you know, it's one of those things you have one and then and then you move along. You know what I mean? You yeah, have too yeah, many, yeah. you overload your taste buds and you're not, it's kind of sticky. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, there's like that, mo- not that there's molasses in it, but you get sort of a, you get st- stuck. Yeah. And I, I, for whatever reason, this year, more than any year I can remember recently, I've really enjoyed all of the fall-themed things that have been released, especially the beers. Because we not, want some normalcy, dude. Yeah, for sure. We want a little touch of that, and I think that sure. we're going to lean into it a little bit more the la- the less we have of it. I totally yeah. agree. And yeah, I'll you. tell you what. I drank one of these in a fold-up chair that I brought out to my driveway. Um, as the sun set uh, <laughs> on a very cool fall evening, and it was perfect. So that's where nice. I'm at. Yeah, good shit, man. That's that's awesome. Um, I I hear you. I totally agree with that. And I I don't know if I mentioned or not, um, but Harpoon is the brewery that you know collabed with Duncan, and they have um, uh, Boston and Windsor, Vermont locations. So that's that's mm. where they're at. But you, you can get this wherever harpoons you know they're they're on that that larger not quite a sam adams but they're they're pretty you know they're you everywhere can, you can uh uh chance upon them right yeah i was surprised and that's the thing to your point like i, I don't think i ever would have bought i bought this as a 12 pack i don't think i ever would have got that on a normal year but i right. was like <laughs> fucking fuck i can't it, tell you how many fall pumpkin all spice beers i have in my fridge it's sort of ridiculous <laughs> it's getting obscene <laughs> daniel what do you got great man? lakes brewing nosferatu imperial red ale and just get a look at that fucking label that is that mm. is really terrifying yeah mm. yeah nosferatu just is there a it's, better name yeah Nope, and it, and an image like that always scared the shit out of me. Franz Kafka is the only yeah. thing that comes close to Nosferatu. So I want to tell an embarrassing story quickly. Yes! In one of my uh, first bands, the band where I was going to make it, brother. We were going <laughs> to... We were going <laughs> to... We were going to fucking do yeah. it, dude. Um, I was really into vampires. <laughs> and this is like pre-Twilight. Uh, just for the record, you know, this is a thing that I came to on my no own. No one thought it wasn't, Daniel. No one thought it wasn't. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, really? I just read Dracula and I was like, oh, yeah. Open for the germs. I'm going to write a song about Dracula. And it was called Nosferatu. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, you guys were really going to make it for sure, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, don't, you had all the ingredients. You don't know what my email was. <laughs> that might be... Oh. We'll have to share that one off air, just so I don't... <laughs> oh, no. Now, you see, you can't do that to the fine listener. <laughs> all right, so... A bu- yeah, listener's going to be upset. He's going to tell me A tomorrow. buddy of mine was uh, in on the ground floor of Gmail when it was invite only. No so shit. He sent, I remember that. So he sent me an invite because he had it. And I was like, I can have anything I want. <laughs> so instead of going with like Daniel at gmail.com, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah, um, uh, which you still t- don't have. Which yeah, I uh, 
I went with nosferatu.immortalis <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> what a goddamn geek. Yeah. That's incredible. That was that makes wow. me really that sad. That was great until like <laughs> the first time I had to give my email out to somebody. <laughs> Immortalis. Immortalis. <laughs> Are you familiar with Latin? Yeah. Listen, can honey, you, you're not on my can level. Can you spell that? You don't even have a Gmail account. I'm just I'm just trying to buy some batteries. Why do you need my email address? <laughs> um, anyway, so the Nosferatu by Great Lakes. Um, it's it's an Imperial Red Ale. I will say it's not my favorite Imperial Red Ale or Red Ale, and I think the Imperialness is what's what's throwing me off. Yeah, I was gonna say. As you know, that's heavy. I'm not a Hopman. It's an eight percent beer, and it's got seventy IBUs, which is that's high for hops. That's dub. That's double, man. So I'm getting um, too much hop, and I think with the high ABV, it just it it just tastes like uh, a slightly slightly malty kind of burnt IPA. So ah, uh, hmm. that's therein lies the rub, right? That 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 freaking I know exactly what you're talking about when you say burnt. Yeah. And it's very difficult to articulate beyond that, but I know that that taste, and it's just it's just you almost struggle through the second half of the yeah, beer. Yeah, I'm it. struggling through like the second half of just swallowing it. <laughs> I'll tell. Damn. <laughs> I'll tell you what. See, but that's the thing. That's where that's where the it's like, man, just put some sugar in there and you'll be good. The man. nose on this thing is incredible. This thing, it does not taste yeah. like how it smells, which is so strange. Is it particularly boozy? You taste it a little bit. Yeah, it's 8%, you know? Hmm. When, when, when beers get up that high, and if it's a little... I judge them on their booziness. Yeah. I don't want booziness in a beer. Yeah, you know but the I mean? Southern Tier Pumpkin is 8.6, and you don't taste a drop of that alcohol. And that's what I mean. Like, that's, that's really done well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Nick, though. It's like um, sometimes you feel like it's separated Almost like a oil and vinegar fucking no, Italian yeah. dressing, you know, and and you really got like these that. like yeah. globules of of alcohol that you get hit with, and you're like, what the f- fuck was that, <laughs> man? You know, that's how I feel sometimes. I'm totally with you on yeah. that. That that yeah. bothers me. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I think this beer is made well, and I am not gonna say that it's a bad beer. Great Lakes is a good one. If, I love like, Great Lakes. If you're there, yeah, you know, like you walk in and you're like, all right, what are my options here? And you know how you do that ranking mm-hmm. hierarchy. And then Great Lakes, if it's there, that usually ends up in my top three for sure. Yeah, I mean, I could see somebody yeah. really liking this beer. That just that person just isn't just not, you. Just not me. Yeah. 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 But they're, they're, uh, Great what. Lakes Oktoberfest, that was my other choice. It was Nosferatu Oktoberfest for this cast. Um, their Oktoberfest is still, I, I contend, the best Oktoberfest. Really? That's, uh, that's intense. Yeah. There's so many different. I'll tell you what. I went to Asheville, North Carolina for Oktoberfest. That place rules. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, the number of what's it like? Twenty three breweries there, something like that. Probably more now. There's one on every corner. Yeah, I literally I went um, for my buddy's uh, bachelor party. We got a big cabin and we went there, and they had a big German band at the end of the street on the stage, and then all the breweries. You got your little mug. Have you guys been to like one of those things? No, I never. I've never. Uh, done the Oktoberfest thing. So it's pretty cool. You 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 pay like an admission. It's like fifteen bucks something, and they give you a little mug that's four ounces, 
and you walk around with your mug and they just you go to all the brewery stands and they just you get free beer for the day Love and they, they they pour in these different ones and but you gotta drink it by the four ounce whatever yeah but you're mixing so many it's all fucked up but um the uh the thing that i remember about that was <laughs> on the oktoberfest just about all those fucking breweries down there made an oktoberfest and i to this day have no idea what my favorite Oktoberfest <laughs> is and we'll never know what my favorite Oktoberfest is. But I remember there came a point where my buddy turned to me and he goes, dude, you got to stop because you've, you've made a show, a dramatic, speaking of being like a dramatic show of this particular brewery holding the crown of the greatest Oktoberfest during Oktoberfest at this Oktoberfest in Asheville, North Carolina. And then you go to the next one and you did the same fucking thing and you went down down the line for 20 plus breweries making just, it, it, you, you know, just with the exuberance of a guy who had just been, you know, turned on to, I don't know, name porn. the thing you look. Yeah, like porn, <laughs> sex, weed, whatever it is. And, and you're just losing your fucking mind at all these stands. Um, and they're getting they're getting tired of it. Getting- <laughs> I got to tell you, bud, uh, we uh, we are uh, we're not welcome here anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this all. Well, um, my wife actually was at the actual Oktoberfest. No shit. Yes, indeed. Many my years buddy ago. who we went for the bachelor party. The reason he did that for his bachelor party was because the previous year he went with his brother. To the actual nice. October, got the whole garb, you know. Oh, I that you have to, and you have he, to, dude. It's just like you're in these. I don't know if, um, you know, Liz said the same, but it's like you're in these tents, these really monstrous tents, and you're yeah. and you're moving in between these various things, and it's just like the wildest party. My next door neighbor, growing up, brewed his own beer, and he, um, he would always go over to to Germany for Oktoberfest, and um, you know. He it, it, he just it was like his favorite thing ever. He'd light yeah. up. Dude was yeah, like an army. It's, just, it's an absolute show. It is. I mean, if you want to see just people having a wonderful time together, like that's it. Yep. You know, and and who could? That that's. I would love to see that right now because <laughs> that's Dude, not a thing that's common. <laughs> it's funny because that was my. I was so pumped about Frankfurt Hall when it opened. Cause that's all yes. I could think about was like these benches and you're sitting next. And every time I went there, I, I would go out of my way to go there. Every time I went there, that was my, like I would ask people to go play ping pong with me. I would go play these different things with them. Uh, just random strangers. I love that, man. That's like my favorite thing. I miss that's that great. so much. Yeah, me too. Big time. Yeah. Well, I don't want to end on that note by any stretch of the imagination. What should uh, Daniel? You got a you got a ranking system? Oh, for I us? do. And before I get into that, just as a little, a little put a little pin in a thing. Um, back to Cask of Amontillado. Poe wrote his tale, however, as a response to his personal rival, Thomas Dunn English. Yes. Wow. Vindication. Poe. Poe <laughs> po thought that one of English's writings went a bit too far. And successively sued mm. the other man's editors at the New York Mirror for a libel in 1846. So, and then he murdered him in a story. Yeah, so, so let me let me get this straight though. English, did he rip off Poe, or did he have a character that was so like Poe? Poe thought it was, you know, worthy of of suing for libel. Because um, that's I'm, crazy. Because that's not even a litigious time 
period in our in our history. So what uh, English did is he wrote a uh, a thing uh, where oh. it, yeah and <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm I'm like skimming a lot right now because time. <laughs> oh well, I'm glad I'm not confused any longer. That year, in 1846, sorry, that year, English public. I'm just reading off of Wikipedia, guys. So, first of all, um, no shit. I'm watching you. Wikipedia do it. is this is the way we record. Wikipedia is fucking great. If you like them, support them. Give them twenty bucks. Jeez. If you don't, give them some money. Fucking don't. All right. Fucking don't. Uh, so here's we reading right from Wikipedia, and their that. their article on Cask of Amontillado is is short in the grand scheme of things, but very informative. Um, so here's the part about that. That year, English published a revenge-based novel called 1844, or The Power of the SF. Uh, its plot was convoluted and difficult to follow, etc., etc. It included a character named Marmaduke Hammerhead, the famous author of The Black Crow, who uses Holy oh, who uses phrases like "Nevermore" and "Lost Lenore." Ooh, what? This parody of Poe was depicted as a drunkard, liar, and an abusive lover. So Poe responded Yikes. with the cask of Amontillado, using very, res- very <laughs> specific references to English's novel. So, and you guys can read all about that. This very specific oh. things. So, holy shit! Nice. So I just wanted to. What was the character's name again? Uh, Mar- hold on, Marmaduke uh, Hammerhead. <laughs> Oh my Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. First of all, first of all, what a couple of little bitches. Oh. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. With this fucking. Ooh, Duke, I'm going to write a novel. Mormon Duke Hammerhead. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> fucking punk. Yeah. That's. I literally. I literally can see them just taking off their dainty ass white gloves <laughs> and slapping <laughs> one another. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, no, I will bury you alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't even say anything to each other. See, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing about these. Like, I could just imagine being like, "You shit on my coffee! I make good coffee. I'm gonna write you to death." You know, Poe was Poe was a, a very good athlete when he was a young man. I bet that he could probably fuck a motherfucker up. Cause he's got nothing to live for. He's got like that dead wife rage. You know? Oh yeah, dude. Huh? The dead cousin wife rage. Yeah. It's oh, it's a very particular type of uh rage. <laughs> yeah. Specific rage. He's like, yeah. It's like I've got a very particular set, <laughs> set of dead. I, I have a I have a particular <laughs> very I don't specific know if I'm ever gonna be able to separate Liam Neeson yeah. from this guy ever again. Jesus I, Christ. I will dude I, I will write about you. <laughs> Write about and you. I will and kill it, you. It will. All right. So my and my I will ra- feel better. Rating system. All right. <laughs> I I'm so glad I was right. That feels great. Awesome. I give the cask of Amontillado seven out of seven jingling bells of an entombed dying man. Nice. <laughs> 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 I gotta write that down. Jingling bells of an entombed dying man. Of an entombed? Carry the B. Carry the B. Got it. All right. 
jingling bells Jesus. of an entombed. He wrote it on the whiteboard. That's incredible. I give um, Ghost five and a half jingling bells of an entombed dying man. <laughs> Fantastic. And balls. I give uh, the Nosferatu and Pure Red Ale. I'm going to give it um, as my personal rating system, not as if I was selling this to you, but my personal rating. Uh, it's what it should always well, be. Well, listen, you know, it's, if I'm if I'm a bartender, I'm like, oh, dude, this is fucking great if you like these things, right? Okay, yeah, I yeah. see what you're saying. Um, but as yeah, yeah. my own tastes, I'm giving it a two out of seven jingling bells of an entombed dying man. Wait, so, it was at an eight? Seven. 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 Oh, Jesus. Ca- carry bad. the B, brother. Uh, carry the B. <laughs> carry the B. All right. I, I too, will give... Um, Cask, a seven out of seven jingling bells of an entombed dying it's man. It's Poe's tightest story. It is Poe at his peak. It really, I just everything about it. I love the smatterings of humor. I love the um, sort of like just chopping off the elitism at the knees. I love it. Um, and the and the next the, this most recent read, I just I just really I fell into it. I loved it. Um, and I'm going to give Ghost. I actually agree with you on this one, Daniel. Uh, 5.5 was what I was going to do. I was kind of pissed that you said that. Um, but my my beer is going to be different, so I'm just not going to co-sign the whole thing. Uh, but a 5 out of 5 for Ghost, um, even just in terms of, like, originality and just, just feeling – it just felt like a very – like they were comfortable in their skin record. Yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I just I – just, I enjoyed that about it quite a bit. Um, so 5.5 – uh, uh, jingling bells of an entombed dying man. Um, <laughs> I keep on turning around at the whiteboard web. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, you know what, man? This 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 Duncan Pumpkin, this harpoon Duncan Pumpkin, <laughs> this, this Dunky Punky. Uh, Jesus, I'm dude. I'm I'm giving it like a six point deucey. Six point two, you know, jingling bells uh, for for the harpoon Duncan Pumpkin. It's um, it's actually eclipsed the uh, the Boston Cream and the Jelly Donut for me, and and frankly the the coffee porter. Um, I think it's the best one of the bunch. And you know what, Harpoon's employee owned. Oh, that's nice. Much like Red Nurse Market, and I I think that that's I I I always forget to mention that, but it it's fucking been around since '86. I'll always support the employee-owned, baby. That's where I'm at. Yes, sir. I like it. Um, I am going to... (laughs) I'm going to go seven out of seven jingling bells of an entombed dying man for the cask of Amontillado. (laughs) I love this story. I've loved it for, at this point, the majority of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this was a real treat to talk about it. Um, I'm going to go five jingling bells of an entombed dying man for ghost um i really like this record and it really set a mood i don't see myself listening to this in a on a bright summer day um no. so no yes it can't <laughs> it can't be top tier but it's there i've like enjoyed yeah, it a good pick next oh thanks it, just random i might as well just fucking pick <laughs> randomly now from here on out there's some darts at a wall baby <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will give uh, Free Will Brewing's Scarecrow 
a 6.75 out of 7 jingling bells of an entombed dying <laughs> really <so> man. <laughs> See, why did they lose the quarter point? I, I mean, at this point. Because, because, what because, the fuck? All right. because All right. I've had better. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You gotta but not finish many. the Murray quote, dude. If you're gonna Murray, you gotta Murray all the way. Yeah, right. Let's get Murray and Murray, my friend. <laughs> can't, I've had can't better. Cut Murray off on his knees. Yeah, dude, come on. I've had better, but not many. <laughs> Nicely done. Yes. Um, take a fucking mental health day and have an autumnal day of fun. Walk around your local park, place with trees what have you and just enjoy yourself this is um the most wonderful time of the year and also wear a fucking mask while you're doing obviously my my ass is proof of concept of why man or how masks work so there it is exactly exactly i mean that should go without your ass your ass is proof of concept my ass is proof of concept. I've been working been, on it. I do a lot of, of, of burpees. Lots of <laughs> <laughs> and depending on when Same. you're listening to this cast, it may or may not be after a very important election. And um, you are right, either yeah, rejoicing right, right now or you are very sad. A piece of or shit. we most likely are in a uh, time of uncertainty. So don't lose hope, friends. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, we are of the same political mind. So, and if you're Fuck not, off. stop listening to the show. I, honestly, I don't I'm want not you. sure if it's I a political mind. I think it's. I it's think a, it's a. Human it's almost mind a moral, you know, a moral mind at this point. Yeah. 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 I saw a lot of posts about you know it's okay to have difference of opinions. Doesn't mean that no, when has it been not. okay? You know, oh, it's my opinion. It's like no, it's a moral failing at this point. It's not an opinion. Right. So, well, I think time is the variable that people are uh, not taking into account when they make those types of statements. You know, time is the variable. If 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 you are witness to X for so many times, I mean, even an idiot like George W. Bush was able to put together. You fool me once, you know what I mean? Like he he fucking got it in the end, you know. And and that's that's the thing. You see you see that happen over and over again, and you, you 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 must have a pang of conscience yeah and if you don't well then go fuck yourself dude (laughs) excellent call hit us with those socials and with that (laughs) and that i will say thank you so much for listening to season five episode one um you can check us out on social media at facebook.com slash book record beer podcast we are on twitter at book record beer and on instagram at book.record.beer we are on uh, iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. Listen to us. But if, uh, by the way, I was serious about the Trump voter thing. Stop fucking listening to our show. Have a wonderful time. See you next month. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'm still chained up. <laughs> Caw-caw!